0: <laughs> Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. I took a break because I was running through the desert last weekend. And so today I'm going to tell you about it. Um, I went and did the Black Canyon 100K. Um, there was a the 60K and 100 k and I I don't know. I like long shit. So I did the long one. Um, I've heard about the Black Canyon races for a long time. I've never done them. So I put myself on the wait list. I got an email right after Christmas that I got in. So I was like, take my money. 300 bucks out the door. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed fun. There, I heard that it's very technical. There's, you know, it's a fast start. It's a net downhill. Um, and it's a point-to-point course, which is kind of cool. You don't really have to repeat anything. There's stunning views, and it's 95% single track. Um, so if you ever have a chance to do this race, just jump on it. Just go do it. Also, um, the race company that does it is Eravipa, and they have all of their shit locked and loaded. Like, they are one of the best race companies. They know what they're doing. I Just go do it. But like everyone told me, the race did start fast. A downhill start with really cool temperatures in the morning made it impossible to not, like, feel good. So the first 20 miles just slid by. Just, I don't even remember what happened. They just went by And at the mile 20 aid station. Um, There's a lot of people there. And I was like, hey, everybody. Everyone's like, you look great. And I was like, I feel great. And I stopped at the aid station because I felt like my toenail was falling off. But it turned out to just be, like, a blister uh, in between my toes. And I, po- I popped it. And an onlooker, this dude was like that's just going to get worse, you know, it's going to get hot. And I was like, whatever, easy for you to say. So I didn't really say anything, but, um, anyway, so I kept going. And when I run far, I don't usually listen to music or wear headphones, especially not in races. There's just people around. I just don't like to do that. Um, And I just kind of like to let my mind wander and see where it goes. And sometimes my brain does this thing where it settles on some song lyrics, playing them over and over and over again. I'm sure everyone who uh, runs far has had that happen. And then sometimes, like last weekend, I think about a poem that I've written and committed to memory. And the one that I couldn't stop thinking about is titled How to Talk About the Weather in a Gas Station in Nevada. And it it starts like this. Say it's warm, but not too warm. Say it's a dry heat. Say you can feel your demons exercising themselves from the bottom of your feet, burning on the pavement. That'll brighten any day. Say the sun feels like it's on cocaine. It's always awake. Does it ever get cold in Nevada? So after I left the 20 mile aid station, I started noticing the heat. I wound my way up and down a rocky single track trail, letting people pass only to pass them minutes later. The next big aid station where I would see my crew was at mile 37. I intentionally ignored my watch and kept drinking water. At one point, I ran with a guy named Jeff who lived in the area and had like trained on the course. And he told me like, there's a big climb to the next aid station, then it kind of goes downhill before there's another big climb. And I was like, oh, that's good to know. Thanks, man. And I just kept thinking about ice and cold Watermelon in winters back home in Wisconsin, let them say yes. Let them tell you about midnight when lizards crawl beneath rocks to hide. Let them tell you how nice a fire feels when the sun goes down. Make a joke about the locals who crave fire in the sky and in a whiskey glass. Comment on the cacti, the miles of dirt and dust, how nothing rusts in the desert, how you went off-roading once when Google Maps took you on a shortcut to avoid the traffic from L.A. The air is cooler by the coast, but Nevada has the vices, the guns and smoke. There is no place on Earth as warm and mad and sad all at once. When I arrived at the Mile 37 aid station in Black Canyon City, I saw my boyfriend Mike and a group of friends cheering me on. I could barely smile at them. Oh, my God. I was like, hey. <laughs> my friend Laura came to my side and she's like, what do you need? I didn't know what I needed. I was like, "Duh!" I was feeling miserable. I just I couldn't. I was like hot. I didn't know. how uh, Felt kind of like nauseous. Didn't really want to eat. Didn't really want to drink. But... I knew that the misery would or should eventually pass. Laura filled a bottle with electrolytes. I stuffed some nutrition in my vest. I was like, I can't eat now, but I'm gonna eat later. Um, and then I continued on. Um, a few miles later, I was feeling fine. <laughs> and I forced myself to eat. I drank my electrolytes. I finally peed. And I started passing people as we climbed. And I pa- as I passed um, two guys, my hand brushed against a cactus and my fingers were just like dotted with needles. And I was like, fuck. And I pulled them out as I hiked a pill tiny specks of blood slowly surfacing. And the cacti look like question marks, dotting the empty desert page. The earth... In Nevada is like a poem you could say and even though the bottom of your shoes are melting into asphalt and the air is miraging and the gas station smells like sweat and beer you could say you feel at home here in the vast hot nothingness where lovers run to get married on the strip where lawns are dotted with rocks instead of grass where overpasses make portraits in the sky where the night inspires life and the daytime feels like a daydream. The stretch between Black Canyon City and the next aid station was almost nine miles, and that was the longest gap between aid. And for many people, um, it was during the hottest part of the day. The heat made the day harder, but I wasn't thinking about the heat that much. I wasn't really thinking about anything. The words of my poem just bouncing around my brain. I took a Tylenol to dull the aching in my feet. By the time I got to the next aid station, I'd been out of water for miles. I drank heavily while an aid station worker poured ice water just all over me. And the next aid station would be at mile 50, and I knew Mike would be there. So as I continued, um, I started feeling worse, and I would soon hit my lowest moment. Yeah, man, it's warm, but it's not so bad. More of a dry heat, you could say. Just wait until nighttime when the stars finally dance. Maybe ask how many stars there are. Let's say a billion. Let's notice how nice it is to see a burning thing that doesn't singe our skin. Sure, it's warm. But we're floating on a boulder, and infinite everything, and there's a little girl with pink Mary Janes and chocolate on her face who doesn't notice the heat because she's living in the daydream of the desert. She knows to ask the cacti for correct punctuation. She knows where the lizards go to sleep that night. She knows that if the stars are burning, then nothing can hurt quite as bad as it could. This life is so big, it's astounding. When I got to mile 50 i was dizzy probably from being dehydrated and i sat down avoiding food and water i couldn't really understand why i felt so sick all of a sudden there was a row of porta potties near the aid station and i told mike i need a minute (laughs) then i went into a porta potty to throw up if you've never thrown up in a porta potty uh you've not yet lived it's a great time i spent nearly 20 minutes at that aid station collecting myself Um, then i filled up my water and kept moving My goal time sort of went out the window, and I figured I could power hike if I needed to. I walked about half a mile, and then I started feeling better, so I started running again. Um, The pain cave gave way, like it always does. And the fact that we are here making pleasant conversation is a testament to us. The thermometer outside has been broken for weeks. Maybe it's the heat, you could say, so hot it burns up the mercury, so stale the air crinkles like tissue paper and skin turns red as an ember. Say it's warm, but not too warm, a dry heat at the very least. By now, my poem had been bouncing around my brain for hours and it was becoming literally intolerable. I started to hate it. I put my headphones in and found music to distract me. I started feeling better. And by the time I hit the last aid station, I felt like I could run all night. The sun was almost gone and I pulled out my headlight for the last few miles. Mike had gone to the finish and ran toward me. So we ran the last three miles together. I'm not sure what we talked about, but I do remember seeing bright lights in the distance. Is that the finish? I asked Mike. Like, tell me that's the finish. And it was. So my takeaways from this race were, um, number one, eat and drink early and often. Staying on top of hydration before it, get, it got like really hot definitely helped me. I also took salt tabs every hour or so, the salt stick chewable ones. Um, the second thing is to apply and reapply sunscreen. I applied sunscreen four times and I wasn't burnt, just very tan. Uh, my skin does get very red though and so everyone thought I was burnt, but I woke up and I was like, bitches, not burnt. I, I really wasn't. Um, but my yeah, I don't know why. I just get hot my skin gets red. The third thing is to train for the conditions. I did a long 50K training run a few weeks before with my friend Andrea, and it was on this exposed rocky trail. It was like the perfect training run for a hot rocky 100K. Um, So if you can, train for similar conditions. The fourth thing is cool down any way you can. I dunked my hat in streams, and I put ice in my bladder to take the bite out of the hot day. Other people were putting like ice around their neck, or they had like sun shirts on, or you know, they're doing all these things. The fifth thing is just keep moving. Walking is faster than stopping. Any forward motion is better than none. And the last thing is that the pain cave doesn't last forever. Be grateful for like every moment you get to be on the trail doing the thing you absolutely love. It's such a I don't know, privilege and honor to be able to do these sorts of things. Um not many people can and I it just brings me so much joy, even though it also brings so much pain. So um yeah, sometimes when you're in those really painful spots, just Remind yourself that you chose to do this. You get to do this. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing um to test yourself and to gut it out and to see other people sort of like facing that same sort of pain is um oh, it's just really cool, it's inspiring. Um, so the things I linked were just the race site for Black Canyon and more about Aravaipa. Definitely check out their other races. Um, I linked Ultra Shoes because that's what I ran in. I wore my Olympus the entire time. Love them. Um, I think the reason I got a blister is because there was a rock in my shoe. So that's on me. Um, but I never usually get blisters from the Olympus. They're awesome. Perfect for that kind of trail too. Like really thick, could run over the rocks and not really feel the rocks. Um, so if you, you were using a shoe with less cushion, it would have hurt a lot more, I think. Um, and then I linked just a YouTube video of me reading that poem in its entirety all at once that you can check out if you want to. Um, that's all. That was Black Canyon. Thank you. Bye.